everybody, and welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, prominent area conservative. I'm Ted Flint, your host. It is good to be along with you, as always, a lot to talk about. We're going to mention the governor's troubles. Governor Cuomo is being accused of sexual harassment by a former employee. This woman worked for him, worked for the state of New York, worked for the taxpayers of the state of New York. From 2015 to 2018, she said this went on, everybody knew it, and but nobody would come forward. Nobody said a word about it. They're afraid of the governor. Well, she has come forward. We'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, local uh, TV station, Channel 6, has picked up on the story. The New York Post uh, covered part of it today. Uh, Elise Stefanik, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, is calling for an independent investigation of the governor. He's initiated other independent investigations against other lawmakers for alleged sexual impropriety. Uh, Eric Schneiderman comes uh, comes to mind. So Stefanik said, basically, uh, you know, we ought to hold the governor to the same standards that he holds everybody else to. And I agree. Let's have an independent investigation. In other words, nobody appointed by the governor can be part of this investigation. Because we know how that works with the Moreland Commission. All the Moreland Commission, all these people were appointed by the governor. So none of that. Independent investigation. We'll look into these allegations, and they're just allegations. The governor should enjoy a, a presumption of innocence until proven guilty. And we'll get to that. I want to talk uh, first, though, about the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. Now, we figure conservatives figure, look, we got a six to three advantage on the high court, at least five to four. We can't trust John Roberts anymore. So Texas brings this lawsuit. And the same lawsuit was joined by 18 other states against the four swing states because Let's face it, those four swing states, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, changed their election laws uh, in the last, in the months leading up to the presidential election. The only entity in those states that can change the election law is the, the legislatures of those individual states. And none of the legislatures in those four states changed the election law. It was done by the governors of those states. But the high court said, no, we're not going to listen to that lawsuit brought by Texas. And the reason given, there are any number of reasons, but they say that Texas doesn't have standing. Well, Limbaugh said today, Rush Limbaugh, and he, you know, he said basically what a lot of people are thinking. The Washington establishment is tired of Donald Trump. They want him out. And the Supreme Court is part of the Washington establishment. Yeah, that means Brett Kavanaugh. That means uh, the newest addition to the Supreme Court. So it could be the Washington establishment is just tired of Donald Trump. They they want him out. They want him gone. And as Limbaugh put it today, there is not an entity in the American deep state that doesn't want to get rid of Trump, including enough justices on the Supreme Court. Now, that's his opinion. It, it could be that. It could be that simple. This is the chance, the best chance they've had in four years to get rid of him. That The, the uh, impeachment uh, hoax didn't work. None of it worked. The Russia investigation, none of that, everything failed. And I think even the election failed. I think it's, I think there, there is more than enough evidence to prove that Donald Trump was robbed of, of the election. There's no way Joe Biden got 81 million votes. So maybe it is that simple. Maybe it's not that complicated. 
I mean, Donald Trump broke the mold. He just changed the entire direction in Washington. Everything from trade policy that had been in place for decades, border security, you name it. Climate, this climate nonsense, he got us out of the Paris Climate Accords, took, took us out of that as well he should have. So that's a hoax too. But Biden's going to put us right back into these, these global uh, treaties and all these uh, global commitments. All that all that those commitments are is just massive transfers of wealth from the first world to the third world. That's all this is about is just redistributing American wealth and uh, money to third world countries. That's all the, that's all this environmental movements about. It's Marxism on a global scale. But back to this uh, Supreme Court case where I started the Texas case was based on evidence that state officials in the four battleground states unconstitutionally changed their election laws. That opened up the door to all this fraud, which I think affected the result of the election. So Texas brought a lawsuit, was joined by 18 other states, and the high court has refused to hear the case saying that Texas lacked standing, whatever that means. Two justices we can depend on to do the right thing are Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas. They wanted to take up the case. Their argument is the Supreme Court is the place of original jurisdiction for disputes between and among the states. But it's not going to happen. If they wanted to take it, the Supreme Court, they would have taken it. You know, the Supreme Court takes this, I read this somewhere and I was surprised by by this, but of all the cases that get sent to the high court, and there are, you know, I think dozens and dozens every year, they take up only 3% of the cases that uh, come their way. And, you know, the, I think somebody had pointed out, and this makes sense, you know, you start allowing one state to sue other states, and it could get out of control. But I think the main reason, I think Limbaugh hit on it like he usually does, I think the establishment is just is tired of Donald Trump. They want to see him gone. It's that simple. And uh, the latest on election news, this uh, Sidney Powell, she is a bulldog. And I, you know, I, I guess the administration has kind of tried to distance itself from her. She's not officially working for the administration, but she is fighting for Donald Trump, fighting for our republic. Frankly, she is unbelievable, and she's building a RICO case against Dominion and Smartmatic. I'm reading here from a piece by Jack Davis in the Western Journal. This uh, Sidney Powell, she's an attorney, says her battle over the November 3rd election is far from over, despite what the Supreme Court might say. She says the evidence that she is gathering could turn into a major racketeering case under the RICO Act, Racketeering Influenced and Corruption Organizations Act. She was on Fox Business News recently, and she said four names are central to her investigation. Jorge Rodriguez, a former minister for communications for Venezuela. Khalil Majid Mazab, whom Powell identified as a link to the U.S.-designated terrorist group Hezbollah. Gustavo Reyes Zumeta, a computer programmer. And Antonio Mugaka, CEO of the elections technology company Smartmatic, which has been linked in some accounts, to Dominion voting systems. So questions have been raised over the vulnerability of Smartmatic or Dominion programs or machines to be remotely altered. The, the companies have denied that can be done. But the RICO law 
is probably best known for its use against mafia families and other organized crime groups. But according to this piece in the uh, the Western Journal, its provisions allow a RICO suit to be brought by any person injured in his business or property by violations of the RICO Act. So this is the, the, the uh, direction Powell is now going because it appears that the uh, Texas case, as we mentioned, is done. You know, there were high hopes for that. I thought maybe this would be it. Texas would save the day, save the republic. And the Supreme Court said, no, you don't have any standing. So anyway, we'll keep you appraised of that, and hopefully she is successful in her bid because time is running out, folks. You know, the the Democrats for four years have been saying Russia, Russia, Russia. They were involved in our 2016 election. They gave, they swayed the election to Trump. Now they're saying, well, our elections are pristine. Lou Dobbs tweeted uh, today or yesterday, Cyber Pearl Harbor. Sidney Powell reveals groundbreaking new evidence indicating our presidential election came under massive cyber attack orchestrated with the help of Dominion, Smartmatic, and foreign adversaries. Though one of those adversaries would be China, communist China. We know about Joe Biden's connections to China. We know about his son's connections to China. China is our enemy, not just a competitor on the, in the, uh, on the global uh, on the global scene, not just a competitor economically and uh, militarily. They are an enemy. They are our enemy, one of many. On to Governor Cuomo. He is being accused of sexual harassment by a former employee. This piece I'm um, reading now comes from the Daily Caller News Foundation. And one of his former advisors over the weekend accused Cuomo of sexually harassing her for years, saying that she knows she is not the only woman. Lindsay Boylan tweeted Sunday morning that, yes, Governor Cuomo sexually harassed me for years. And many saw it and watched, is what she tweeted. I could never anticipate what to expect. Would I be grilled on my work, which was always very good, or harassed about my looks? Or would it be both in the same conversation? Not knowing what to expect, What's the most upsetting part, aside from knowing that no one would do a damn thing even when they saw it? No one, and I know I am not the only woman, is what she tweeted Sunday. And Boylan worked for the Cuomo administration from March of 2015 until October of 2018, according to the New York Post, and she is running for Manhattan Borough President. So she, you know, who knows her motives? Maybe they're pure, but she's running for a a high office. And she didn't provide details about the alleged sexual harassment. That's all she said is that he was sexually harassing to her, but she didn't, she wasn't specific. And she prefaced her allegations with a tweet Saturday criticizing announcements that Joe Biden is considering Cuomo as his potential attorney general. That'd be scary, wouldn't it? And Boylan tweeted, there are fewer things more scary than giving this man who exists without ethics even more control. I saw how he wielded power for years. He takes advantage of people, including me, and I hope Biden and Harris don't do this. She also said in her Twitter thread that uh, I'm angry to be put in this situation at all. That's because I am a woman. I can work hard my whole life to better myself and help others, and yet still fall victim as countless women over generations have, mostly silently. And she went on, I won't read the entire tweet, but So, again, the governor, and this story's been out there for several days, since the weekend, but I have not heard anything about about this locally, on radio or TV. Now, admittedly, I don't watch a lot of TV news any longer, 
but I catch the local stations, and I don't think any local TV station other than Channel 6 covered the story today, WRGB in Schenectady. They covered the story, and uh, and they have her, have her tweets, and the governor has said that it didn't happen. He's denying the allegations. He, he denies that they are true. So we'll, well, it's kind of unusual because for, for, I don't know how long the governor's been in office, eight years, maybe 10 years. I think maybe he was elected in 2010. The Albany press corps, if we had one, if we had a real press corps, would, would be a little more, uh, more of a, a watchdog instead of a lapdog to this governor. He says pretty much what he wants to say, does what he, he's rude to the press. I don't like his tone myself. I think he is uh, condescending. He's somebody who is, uh, it's, that's who he is. He's rude. He's arrogant. And the Albany press corps just is cowed by this, by this guy. And I think they go too easily on him. I mean, he's a liberal, and the, most of the press corps obviously are liberals. But it's high time somebody uh, stands up to this governor. Elise Stefanik is one to stand up uh, when need be. And the, the congresswoman is calling for an independent investigation of the governor. And we should, he should enjoy, again, a presumption of innocence until proven guilty. But I think this needs to be an independent investigation, as Stefanik pointed out. Nobody remotely connected to the uh, Cuomo administration no appointee of the governor can be part of this investigation. It has to be totally independent, not like the Moreland Commission. The Moreland Commission, as you remember, or may or may not recall, was formed by Governor Cuomo to investigate corruption in state government. Well, they started investigating the governor and some of his transactions, notably the Buffalo Billions, and then all of a sudden the governor just disbands a commission. No more Moreland Commission. So we need an independent investigation. No Cuomo appointees should be part of this investigation if one happens. I mean, this is what Stefanik is calling for, and we'll see if it happens. I, I'm not holding out hope because these people, these Democrats say and do what they want to do, and they never face any repercussions. You ever notice? Never. Almost never. All right, let's uh, let's wrap things up here. Before we go, I got to I got to tell you, you're listening to this uh, this podcast on Buzzsprout or courtesy of Buzzsprout, and there's no better time than right now to start a podcast. There are hundreds of thousands of people doing podcasts. Maybe you've been thinking about it for some time now, but you're not sure how to get started. It's easy. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. Not only that, but Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and so much more. I'm kind of new to this. I'm just learning all the uh, the ins and outs of this, and there's there's a lot to know. There is a learning curve, but join Buzzsprout. Why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world? All you have to do is follow the link in the show notes and get started today. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, they're going to give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, prominent area conservative Ted Flint, sent you Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. And that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Prominent Area Conservative or Pac-Man. We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with a with a uh, with a show. And you know, we're in the Advent season and we're uh, just a little bit more than a week away from Christmas, so we'll dedicate part of tomorrow's show to the uh, the celebration of the birth of our Savior, 
our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will will you know will give uh, the Lord His due. That will do tomorrow, and we hope to have you tuned in with us. And uh, we thank you for listening, wherever you're listening to us from, uh, wherever part of the world you're from, whether you're local, whether you're listening somewhere in uh, California or uh, China. Maybe you're listening in China, underground. I don't think you, you don't have the freedom to listen to anything you want to listen to, I don't think, in China. They frown on that. They frown on freedom. Totalitarians usually do. Communists usually do. They frown on individual liberty, as we're seeing in our country now with the Democrat Party. But we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow. Thanks again for listening, folks. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was recorded by Ted Flint. Produced and edited by Ken Burns. Music by Kevin McLeod. Be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.